Greetings, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I hope you enjoyed a nice holiday weekend. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me on this chapter day journey where we are in Revelation chapter 13. And it was verse 5, the beginning of verse 5, that uh, resonated this morning. It says, The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies. Today's podcast is entitled, My Choice. Antithesis is a noun. It means the direct opposite. From the very beginning, evil has been the antithesis of good. The evil one has opposed God. Evil is good's opposite. Jesus' ministry began by being tempted by the evil one with the same basic three temptations that the serpent tempted to Adam and Eve. Jesus' earthly ministry ended by declaring that the prince of this world, a.k.a. the serpent, a.k.a. the evil one, a.k.a. the dragon in Revelation, stands condemned. It's John chapter 16, verse 11. At the very heart of the great story lies the struggle between opposing forces, God and the evil one who opposes God. Now, along my journey, I have often found it helpful to reduce life's complexities to the root binary, such as good or evil. Are we talking about death or life? Are we talking about positive or negative? Today's chapter is the source material for some of the most commonly known elements of Revelation, from which many heavy metal rock bands have gotten the dark themes they use to tap into the imaginations of rebellious teenagers motivated to extol the antithesis of anything their parents believe or desire of them. In this chapter, we meet the beast, or the Antichrist, who declares that no one can buy or sell anything without taking the mark of the beast on his or her hand or forehead. John goes on to say that anyone who has insight can calculate the number of the beast, the infamous 666. This chapter is filled with so much prophetic imagery that it's easy to fall down the rabbit hole of its puzzling metaphors. Yet as I read and meditated on the imagery this morning, I found it important to reduce what is being presented to its roots, which in this chapter is God and anti-God, God and once again the evil one. An unholy trinity arises in today's chapter. We have the dragon, that is Satan, the evil one, the anti-father, the beast of the sea, which is the Antichrist, so now Father and Son, and the beast of the earth, which is the anti-Holy Spirit. Now the beast who is the Antichrist has a mock resurrection in the form of a fatal wound from which he is healed. Just as Jesus was the incarnate Word of God, as talked about in John chapter 1, sent to proclaim the words of the Father on earth, from the Anti-Father, dragon, the antichrist beast, is given a mouth to utter, quote, proud words and blasphemies, end quote. As Jesus was the prince of peace sent from the father who gave his son that none should perish, but that all might have eternal life, the antichrist beast was given the power to wage war against God's people and kill them. As those who follow Jesus have their names written in the book of life, 
those who worship the Antichrist beast do not have their names written there. As the Holy Spirit was sent into the world on behalf of Christ to draw people to Christ and indwell believers with his presence and his power to perform signs and wonders, the anti-Holy Spirit beast is given all authority of the Antichrist beast to make the earth's inhabitants to worship the Antichrist beast as well as to perform great signs. Just as Holy Spirit was sent to lead people to Jesus, the truth, the anti-Holy Spirit beast deceives people into worshiping the Antichrist beast. As Jesus made the way for any and all who decide, who choose to open their hearts to him and choose to follow, the Antichrist and the anti-Holy Spirit beasts made the earth and inhabitants worship the Antichrist, then ordered them to set up an image in honor of the Antichrist. Any who did not obey are killed, put to death. They then force all people to receive a mark on their hands or foreheads in order to participate in the world's economy. Now, much of the imagery in today's chapter was perceived by those who received it to correlate directly to the Roman Empire and its emperors. The imperial cult of that day made Caesar out to be God, and all Romans were forced to pledge their allegiance to participate in the Roman commerce. Christians had been killed en masse by Nero and his successors. Both the Hebrew and Greek languages use alphabets in which letters also serve as numbers. The idea of names having a corresponding number was very popular. Nero, as in Emperor Nero of Rome, when spelled a certain way in Hebrew, adds up to, guess what? 666, 666. So does this mean that Revelation is only about the contemporary events and people of John's day? Well, I have to remember that prophetic literature is never either or, but both and. Many of the Hebrew prophets wrote about contemporary leaders and events, but they were also about the coming Messiah. God's base language is metaphor, and metaphor is always layered with meaning. Additionally, the Roman Empire has always inspired subsequent empires and would-be emperors, from the Mafia to Hitler's Third Reich. So it's very easy to believe that it will also inspire an unholy trinity, 666, that is the antithesis of the complete and holy trinity which would be in the number of completeness, seven, seven, seven. In the quiet this morning, my mind and spirit humbly embrace, once again, the reality that I don't know exactly how all these things will specifically play out at the end of the great story. But when I boil things down to the root, to the source, here's what I do know. I will choose God over the evil one. I will choose good over evil. I will choose life over death. I will choose truth over deception. I will choose humility over pride. I will choose love over hatred. I will choose joy over anger. And I'll choose peace over discord. I will choose patience over impatience. I will choose kindness over harshness. 
I will choose goodness over vengeance. I will choose faithfulness over abandonment. I will choose gentleness over forcefulness. I will choose self-control over indulgence. I will choose surrender over demand. I will choose hope over despair. As a follower of Jesus, this is the only way. I hope you have a great day wherever this podcast finds you today, my friend. We'll be back here tomorrow.